You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. We asked our YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet to get an isolation with the with the linebacker. Come the tackle. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. You can text us, 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Emilio in Tennessee. We got Carly in Wisconsin. I'll tell you what, I'm so glad to be home, y'all. My goodness, I got my got my coffee mug back. You know what I mean, man? Mm-hmm. We're ready to roll. It's uh, And it, this, too, I felt like lost without this Amelia. <laughs> I gotta have my full yeah. bottle toss around. Man. We'll have Mandy get you a little like four inch foam one for when you travel just to just to keep you fitted. Little baby dupe. Little baby dupe. Yeah. I was like I was like Will Ferrell. I was like I didn't know what to do with my hands the whole time. I'm just kinda uh, I don't know what to do here. But anyway, how was your day, Amelia? Good man, good. Uh a little bit shorter day on work. Got home. Uh fiance got uh the cutlets ready to roll. So I, I got home, cooked them up. Uh Real simple, real quick for the pod. Get the get the chicken breast, slice that thing in half, pound it to quarter inch. All right, get you a bowl of eggs, whisk right it up. Down. Get the uh, get your dry bowl. All we need is panko breadcrumbs, some freshly grated parm, a little bit of garlic powder. Don't even worry about the the amounts. Just eyeball it. Throw some fresh pepper in there, and then toss it in some vegetable oil. About uh, three fifty frying temp. Two to three go. minutes each side. You tell you my favorite recipe. DoorDash, Carabba. (laughs) (laughs) Carly, how are you doing tonight? Sorry, I was muted. No, I'm good. I've been taking care of some sick kiddos and a sick husband, so I'm enjoying the fact that pretty much everybody's in bed. Oh, and you're making some cookies, right? Yeah, I'm talking about. So I'm talking about, man, put the kids to bed, then make the cookies. That's the plan. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. All right, let's uh, let's kind of get into it, guys. This is going to be a very heavy uh, Jordan Love episode. You know, he's kind of the talk of town across Twitter. If you guys have been following, everybody's all of a sudden noticed him. Oh my goodness, this guy's playing good. Yeah, we've been talking about it. Remember, while uh, Adam Shine was running around saying he can't play football and. And uh, who was it? Colin Cowherd said he was a strictly a game manager, mm-hmm. and uh, pretty much since what week eleven, I think he's leading leading the league with the highest PFF grade, if I remember correctly, it was a graphic I seen. But I don't know, man. It's just kind of cool to see him get the love that he deserves, and uh, and also just how he's handled it too. You know, mm-hmm. this right here was probably one of my favorite pictures of the game the other night. This touchdown right here was just phenomenal, dude. Like I don't. I'm telling you in real time, I was like, there's no way he got in. And then when they showed the replay, I was like, how in the world did mm-hmm. he? Some people just have it, man. Some people have that that ability to, I don't know, man. It's just, it, what's crazy on the read option too, I've noticed that he's so quick to just stick his nose in there. You know, like you could run to the to the pylon, right? But he if he thinks, hey, I've got a better shot cutting it back and lowering my head, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. He, just, he just seems like the, the game's not too big for him. This was a playoff type atmosphere here, you know, yeah. against what we it's amazing how all year long we've heard they're just a great defense. Man, Flores has turned that defense around and this and that. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you, know, you beat the Vikings. Okay. What happened to this great defense? Everybody mm-hmm. was talking about and how we want a Brian Flores running our defense, right? So yep. amazing how the. You saw him sweating on the sideline a little bit there when, when he was making those calls. But like you said, you know, and what I love, Jordan hopped right up and was – no, he was. He said, no, I was in. He knew his hand didn't touch. He knew his wrist didn't touch. He knew he crossed the plane. He got pushed He got pushed by a tractor. No wonder he got in. I mean, <laughs> I, he was just absolutely – it's 
you know, picturesque, man. That, that's what we love to see. And we've talked about it. He doesn't, when he knows he needs to, he'll put, he'll put his body on the line and, and he'll do it for the team for, you know, to set a tone, all of those things. And, and you see it. And when it comes together like that, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Doug in the chat said, Adam Shine, LOL. I saw three or four accounts showing they were blocked by Shine on Twitter today. Here's what's hilarious. I'm the one who put them on the milk cart. That's the tweet that That is the best. I need to bring that one back up, man. Yeah, so that's the tweet that blew up. I I basically I put him on a milk carton and I put if if seeing contact, you know, it it already has all that in there. And I had his picture and it said if seeing contact. And I just I did the worst possible Photoshop I could of Jordan Love's name at the bottom. But uh he blocked me on that. And then I shared another video of his where he pretty much came full circle and was like, I was wrong. And then he spent the rest of the video kind of dogging the Packers in the front office. So it's like one of those backhanded, you know what I mean? Okay. I guess he is good. And then not only did he, not only did he tweet back at me and I was like, Oh, he unblocked me. That's kind of cool. So he tweeted at me and then he DM me. So I was like, what in the world is this? I guess people think I'm bigger than I am, you know? Yeah. It's just funny, but Carly, what do you think? uh, What'd you think when you watched this play? I, I know you were surrounded by, friends and family and all that good stuff. But what did you think when, when Jordan scored this touchdown? Did you think he was in a Um, I waited for the replay, but then once I saw that, I was like, oh yeah. And I like, I screamed, I just totally <laughs> lost it. And it was the, it was the best. I was like, yeah, that's my QB. Let's go. Like, it was just, it was awesome. Totally yeah, I mean, awesome. He's not, he's not afraid to stick his nose in there. And that's the thing I'm most excited about. It really is. Well, we had Michael Lombardi actually on, the uh, GM shuffle today with uh, Femia Bemafe, and they were talking about the Packers and more specifically Jordan Love. So let's play that real quick and let's get a former GM's take on Jordan Love and kind of what you're seeing. And I, wa- I want to preface this too. I remember in the preseason, Jordan was kind of playing well in the preseason. And on this same podcast, the GM shuffle, he said, you know, everybody's making this this big stink, this talk about Justin Fields, and he's a he's a possible MVP. I think people are overlooking Jordan Love. He said it all the way back in the preseason, right? But let's see what he's got to say about him now. Again, this is from the GM Shuffle, one of my favorite podcasts. Make sure you go like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. This is former general manager, um, spent over 30 years in the league, um, you know, with multiple positions, was, was actually uh, – uh, I don't know, a, a sounding board for Bill Belichick. He broke into his career in the NFL, driving Bill Walsh around for different scouting trips. He's been around some of the greatest minds, worked for Al Davis, the whole nine yards. So, again, here is uh, Michael Lombardi on Jordan Love. Top, top shelf. Mm-hmm. It was outstanding. And Jordan Love was great. And yeah. their offensive line handled every blitz, credit their offensive line coach, the scheme. They were by far the better team. And I think this, and I try to tell this to Big Daddy, and he wasn't going to believe it. You know, he becomes obsessed with certain players. Like the Knicks trade, you know, the classic. He's a Knicks fan, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it was a we'll see, but he didn't want to give up on, I think it's Quigley. Is yeah, it? Ma- ma- Emmanuel. When he's talking about Big Daddy, that's his cousin, Vinny, okay? My cousin, mm-hmm. Vinny. Everyone's got one, right? Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, Lombardi, in and an I, he's Italian. And hearing him talk about his cousin, and listen, when I play this video along with the Aaron Rodgers video, there may be some some bad words in there. So if you got kids around, just be prepared for it just in case. I think I edited out of this one, I'm hoping, but sorry about that. But again, when he says Big Daddy, he's talking about his cousin. And he's the one who refers to Matt LaFleur as Matt La something. And people think that's Michael Lombardi calling LaFleur that, but it's actually he's he's making fun of his cousin for calling him that. He he inserts a four-letter word into that. So his cousin just sounds like every negative Packer fan on Twitter. But anyway, here we go. Quickly. <laughs> he loved Quigley. He loves Quigley. He loved, everything around the Knicks was, should have been built around Quigley. You know, that was the whole thing. So, you know, we'll see. And everything's about, you know, the, the defensive line. They dominated. I mean, other than the stupid, they don't catch the punt. That's a, That's a complete route. I mm-hmm. thought they looked incredible. E- even he admitted to me in the late text, he said, yeah, that, this is the best they played all year. I thought the floor was as good as they can be. Their skill players are outstanding. And when Aaron Jones is humming, man, they're good. They're yeah. good now. Can they ever get Christian Watson back healthy? Because like I feel like we've only seen about three or four games of this fully formed skill yeah. position group to where it's like, maybe it is a dangerous team. Like, let's say that now they obviously have to take care of business against Chicago. And they were in this spot last year and they blew it against Detroit. This year, they have a chance to go ahead and correct that that error from a season ago. But 
if they can ever get Watson back and you have Jones and Jaden Reed is awesome. Dobbs is playing well as well. And the, 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 the young hurt, tight end. They say it's his ribs, so hopefully oh. he can go. But here's what I do think, what I, what I feel like I learned about the Packers is when LaFleur and Barry, when they have played against a team before, they play better. Mm. Like when they play a new team, like the Giants or the Panthers, they're not as good. But when they know you, they're good. I mean, that's why they played good against the Lions in the second game. That's why they played good against Minnesota in the second game. Now, will it hold up in the Bears in the second game? Because they played good against the Bears in the first game. I think when they have a feel for the coach of the other team, offensively and defensively, they're better. It's when they play these new teams that they really kind of don't have a handle on. Now, I say that, but offensively, I think Jordan Love, there's no need to talk about is Jordan Love a good player. Jordan Love's a good player. Like Jordan Love, to me, is what everybody wishes Justin Fields would be. Like Jordan Love's good enough to play. Like they don't need to draft a quarterback. They got one. They need to build a team around them. They need to get better defensively, but they got a quarterback. He was good. And he's going to have some bad days, no question. But I'd rather have Jordan Love a quarterback than Baker Mayfield. We'll have the Justin Fields conversation on Thursday because the fan base, they were chanting, we want Fields at the end of the game. He had one of his better games offensively. The Bears have had this second half surge, but now they have the chance to maybe play spoiler and who knows how that factors into what the decision making is in the offseason. But we'll talk about that on Thursday. Before we go, though, we have to hand out these awards. All right. So there you go. Um, Pretty good stuff. Let's start with you, Carly. Um, what did you think about what Michael Lombardi had to say about Jordan Love and the Packers? My favorite comment, of course, was, you know, him mentioning Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry because we kind of talked about it. You know, the reason that DeVito sneaks up on you, you don't have any tape on him, right? And it seems like they do a really good job adjusting. We know LaFleur gets off the slow starts. And as the season goes along, he tends to get better. I think he's still – he's not undefeated in December anymore, I'm pretty sure, because of the little small stint we had there. But um, obviously plays better in the second half of the season than the first. But, Carly, what do you think about what Michael Lombardi said? Yeah, that part about, you know, them playing better when they've seen the team before, that's actually really, really interesting. And when you think of how LaFleur talks about these games, like it's a chess match out there. And if you go in, obviously I'm taking a little more literal, but if you go into a chess match and you've never played an opponent before, no matter how much you watch their other games, you're not going to really be able to get a feel about what what they're going to do against you. And so I think it's a great parallel there. And I thought it was, yeah, it was a really cool observation. I like that. Cool. Um, what about you, Emilio, for yeah. uh, Lombardi's take there? I loved it all, man. You know, the part about, you know, Justin, uh, Justin Fields and Jordan Love, uh, you know, wish, wishing and he, you know, you can see it. The teams come together. The team's playing well. And Matt LaFleur, I, like you said, can, can scheme up a game. He really can. It's not like he's bad at scheming up a game. It's just, um, you know, I think he does get in over his head sometimes or he gets a little, you know, tries to think a little too deep if we're on a new opponent, which, you know, maybe we'll, we'll work on that in the future. It's not like we're going to be, um, you know, getting that I don't think we'll be getting that Super Bowl this year but you know if if we have to face that new opponent or whatever in the AFC kind of thing but um I really do think I guess this will be the real test coming into the Bears and they just the teams you know the team has improved that everyone has grown everyone has you know gotten new things added to their repertoire so let's see if it all can come together um and show out just like that first game of the season yeah definitely United Bates in the chat said I like Lombardi's takes uh, and he put in parentheses, I haven't seen this one yet, so I may eat that. Some don't like him. He also lives uh, by, me, right by so me. Might be some geographical bias. Haha. Yeah, the thing about Lombardi, he is he is very old school. He's very Italian. You know all about that, Emilio. He's going to speak his mind. He's very brash. I personally appreciate that about people, um, that you know exactly what they're thinking. I would much rather someone be like that than just – wishy-washy and you know what I mean and just trying to tell you what you what they think you want to hear or let me let me jump on the hot take of the moment what I love about Lombardi is he's not scared to make a comment right and uh he's not scared to make a comment he's not worried about the repercussions especially on Twitter and the Bears fans absolutely hate him but Carly did you have a question yeah I do so this is revealing my ignorance here, but what does he mean when he says that Fields might play spoiler? Okay, what he means by that, he he's he's saying basically uh, he may spoil the Packers' season. That's the way I took it, Emilio. Is that how you're I, taking it too? That's what I thought. I wouldn't, you know, I don't I don't think there's anything else really, unless you know. Yeah, uh, he simply what he's saying, Carly. In my opinion, any given Sunday. Now look, yeah, we, right. we love has played great gotcha. up to this point. He's played awesome. Uh, 
But to sit here and pretend like this is a slam dunk win, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think we're all yeah, no, that makes that. sense. And this is a different Bears team. I'm excited to dive yeah. into them a little bit more later in the Definitely. later in the week. I mean, they are whew, they're playing good right now. Um, I, I think Love could have a big game too. I think it's going to be cold. The last time I checked, I think there was like a 35 percent chance of snow that day. Hopefully, we can get a little snow at Lambeau to end the season. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, right. But it's if not like the, oh my bad. I was just gonna say any given Sunday, man. Yeah. Well, I was gonna, but it's not like the Bears didn't. They didn't just play in snow. So, so you know, everyone's gonna show up at this game. They've played in cold games. It's gonna be a. It'll be a. Uh, a nice one. I. I wonder what they're gonna. What we're three twenty five, right? Yeah, three twenty five. Yeah, so, so it'll start to get dark there. Ooh, man! By fourth quarter, under the under the under the stars, it'll be a. That'll be a fun one. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Let's see what we got in the chat here real quick. I know we got Bates already. Uh, Jen Wright said, as AR12 said, Matt LaFleur is 9-0 versus the Bears. We're actually going to play that clip here in a minute. I want to give everybody time to prepare yourself because there is an F-bomb in that video, okay? So make sure the kids aren't in the room. If you're listening in the car, be prepared to mute it whenever we play the McAfee Show clip, okay? So just you've been warned, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to earmuff it too because I don't hear it. Okay, I'll be over yeah. earmuff. Uh, Jen Wright said, Moore has been talking junk uh, for six – for six years, I guess what she was saying, living rent free in the Bears' heads. Um, yeah, he's DJ Moore has kind of taken on that uh, that role of being a bear, right? And the thing I admire about him, he really, really is behind Justin Fields. I think that's cool. You know what I mean? Uh, I think they do it in a little bit different way than the Packers do, but they're definitely kind of lockstep there in that regard. Uh, mm-hmm. If you guys don't mind, if you're watching this live right now, do us a big favor, hit like on this video so other Packer fans can find this channel and find this uh, this type of content. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us here this evening as we kind of dive into some of the Jordan Love statistics. We'll get to the McAfee show clip here in a minute. Actually, as a matter of fact, we'll try to wrap up with it. But one thing that I did want to hit on here, like I said, talking about Jordan Love and just kind of how, how effective he's been. This is a pretty cool screen grab here where we've got uh, PFF Green Bay Packers. You can follow them at PFF underscore Packers. One of my favorite follows. They just they all they're always hitting you with these little inside stats. Said Jordan Love's highest graded quarterback in the NFL since Week 12 at a 90.4. So since Week 12 and what week are we in now? Week 18. So what six weeks now? Right yep. for six weeks straight. Right six weeks now. He is the highest graded quarterback in the NFL at a 90.4. And I know some people go, hey, well, you, what about the first half? Listen, you're only as good as your last game. When you string together six straight games and you're the highest graded quarterback in the entire league, mm-hmm. that's not a fluke. Right. There's another stat that popped up earlier. I think I retweeted it. I don't have it in here right now. But it was something that I think it was comparing him with Favre and Rodgers, and I know we're not allowed to do that, but here it is. ML Football actually tweeted at me. They tagged me in this tweet and said, wow, Jordan Love has five games this year with three-plus passing touchdowns and no interception. He joins Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes as the only quarterbacks to do it at the age of 25 or younger. So you're starting to see a lot of different statistics, a lot of different categories that his name continues to pop up in. Right. And eventually the haters are going to be like, crap, I've got nothing else to complain about here. Right. You know? And so. and like you said, six straight games from week 12 to now. So he's getting hot at the right time. Right. He's he's, you know, excelling at where where he's been and on some of the things he struggled at. And it's not like when the Bears go, hey, you know, Justin Fields was really good from re- week three to five and then week 11 and 12. And then the last 16, 17 and 18, he was like 90 overall. It's like, no, no, no. We got six six of the past weeks. There were some losses in there. It's you know it's not like it's just uh, you know a, a gimme win streak that we went on. So it's awesome that uh, with everything you know, offensive line, running backs, you know, injuries, everything, he's still just chugging along. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see here. We got another one now. Let's let's move on to the PFF rankings per quarterback. Okay, so on the year now, Jordan Love is officially in the eighties. Okay, he's eighty one point three. And to go down the line here, number one, Josh Allen at a 90.8, Dak Prescott, 90.5, Lamar Jackson, 90.3, Tua Tungabailoa, 88.7, Brock Purdy, 88.4, Jalen Hurts, 87.3, Kirk Cousins, although we know he's missed a large majority of the season, 86.1, Matt Stafford, 85.9, Patrick Mahomes, 85.5, Justin Herbert, 
85.4, Jerry Goff, 83.6, Geno Smith, 81.8, then Jordan Love at 81.3. So he's now climbed in the PFF rankings, overall offensive rankings, to 13th, which is really cool. So it's uh, everything is trending up. When you see all of the different analytics, all the different statistics, the grades, everything kind of come together, that's when you know, all right, bingo. You know, sometimes you'll get a player where it's like, I'll give you an example, not to be overly negative. Quay Walker, right? The Packers tweeted out he's got over 100 tackles again. That's awesome. But when you look at the grades and you turn on the tape, yes, he has a lot of tackles, and he's, he's, he's a tackling machine, but there's a lot to work on there. When you look at Jordan Love in the last six, seven weeks, the statistics are there, the accuracy, all that stuff. The PFF grades, like I said, a highest-graded quarterback in the league during that span. It's just you, it's hard to find anything negative on him. When we go to passer rating here, and, and Carly, if you've got anything to add, just cut us off, okay? Cut me off at any point. I don't want you to feel like you have to comment by me asking you, but if you've got anything to add, just say, hey, Clayton, shut up. i got something to say. <laughs> okay, okay, sounds good. So, as far as passer rating, right, this is another thing that we, we try to keep our eye on. He's now raised to 12. You guys remember earlier in the season he was somewhere around 20, 21st, 22nd, right? Now he is up to 12th at 93.8. Okay, uh, leading the league is Brock Purdy at 113.0, then Dak Prescott at 104.2, Kirk Cousins, albeit injured, 103.8, Tua Tungavailoa, 103.0, Lamar Jackson, 102.7, on and on. But Jordan is now 12th when it comes to passer rating. thought that was really, really cool. Passing touchdowns, this is awesome. Passing touchdowns, he's now third in the league at 30. The only people above him is Brock Purdy at 31, and Dak Prescott at 32. How cool would it be if somehow, some way, he has a big game against the Bears? Not that this should be the focal point. I know that's not what we're saying. But what if somehow, some way, he ends up leading the league in passing touchdowns his first year starting? It's it's there. Let's say he goes out and throws three more touchdowns, right? And let's say Dak Prescott only throws one. and He's going to be tied for the league lead in touchdowns. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. How cool would that be? And, And again, it's one statistic. I don't put a whole lot of stock in passing touchdowns, some people are like, what are you talking about? It's probably the most important stat. I don't believe it is. I think sometimes that number can get overinflated. But once again, when you see the PFF grades on the huge uptrend, right, mm-hmm. on the uptick, you see the passer rating on the uptick, 
and the passing touchdowns. And again, only 11 interceptions. That's just wild, man, that he's only threw one interception in the last, whatever it was, seven games. Um, this dude, he's a fantasy machine. I know that, uh, Amelia. I don't know if you play fantasy football. I don't, but I, I got to imagine he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks taken next year, seeing that he's got several rushing touchdowns too, man. Right. I would think so. And what I love to see is that, you know, the yards are climbing up there too. He's at 3,800, which is fine. I, hey, we're still, we still got 30 touchdowns, but, um, you know, he's, he also is trying to push it down the field. If you look there, his, uh, intended air yards, he's at 4,300. I mean, compared to Brock Purdy, he's tried to push the ball down the field almost a thousand more yards. So yep. that that that's cool that we're still we're not just getting one you know one sided. We're not throwing short. We're not just you know swinging out uh, screens and bubbles and all that stuff. He's still pushing it down the field, uh, and it's now it's finally starting to come together and you know um, you know work for us. And it was it was funny too hearing Chris Collinsworth brag about his downfield accuracy. Carly, we talked about it all year long, didn't we? Yep. That was his only yeah. knock. His only knock early in the season was like, man, he just can't hit on these deep balls, right? There was. And then I remember, um, well, when I listened to like one of the one of the post game shows from like a different team, they were talking about how the O-line played so bad, the QB couldn't get in rhythm and his accuracy suffered. And then I remember hearing Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show where actually one of the guys there asked him, they said, you know, Jay Love's accuracy hasn't been that great. Can that improve? And Aaron Rodgers said, yes, it, of course it can. You know, these things have to line up, but it can improve. And that just gave me a lot of hope. Like, OK, we are not doomed. Right, exactly. John Schmidt, thank you for becoming a YouTube member of the PTA Posse. Appreciate you, Appreciate sir. You, we'll uh, we'll make sure that you're entered into the next giveaway. And again, I th actually, we're going to do one for the Bears game. That's right, for the Bears post game show. Um, we're going to be giving away an autographed David Bakhtiari jersey. So anyone who is a YouTube member, you got to make sure it's active. Okay, make sure it doesn't expire two days before. But if you're a YouTube member of the PTA Posse, then your name will be entered onto a wheel that we're going to spin during the post game show after the Bears game. And uh, whoever's name is drawn there will uh, will win an autographed David Bakhtiari jersey. It's the away white jersey, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. So, um, yeah, pretty cool piece of memorabilia from what most likely will be a Hall of Famer. Maybe not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I, I would be really surprised if David Bakhtiari isn't a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, if, if he doesn't make it to the Hall of Fame, it's only because of those injuries there down the stretch. But if you guys would hit that like button for us so other Packer fans can find this channel and find this content, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. John Schmidt with the Super Chat said, okay, so what kind of contract does Jay Love 10 get in May? Why do you got to bring up the bad news, John? Gordon's mm -hmm. <laughs> like, ain't nothing bad about that. Pay me. Um, we talked about it on a previous episode. I don't think I have those screen grabs anymore. Do you remember what the number was, Emilio? Were you on that show? I'm yeah. Um, let's see if I can remember here. I want to say the uh, 28, 28-ish, 28-3, something like that sounds familiar. But honestly, I think we were talking about it. I would be happier with beyond five-year deal at yeah. this point. We've seen them. So let's get, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, push 10, see what we can do. He's young. Rogers played for 18 years, you know, love. Uh, so we don't know what love can do, but I'll take it. And, uh, and with that, let's just try to get ahead of it. We don't even have what I was thinking was let's just take the dead cap that Rogers has. We'll just slap that over to, to Jordan love. We'll just keep carrying that through. Cause clearly, you know, we, we haven't needed it this year, but uh, now in all reality, um, they're going to have to finagle something because he's going to get paid uh, handsomely. And like you said, Clayton, Maybe we could have done it in the middle of the year, but would we have known that it was going to be the time? Yeah. Tough time when, when we were talking about it. So, yeah. All right. I have a question for you guys then here yeah. with that, especially for Emilio. So, Omer had a really just an interesting comment. He said, They try and insult him with the team tag, they'll pay. Do you, first of all, do you think there would ever be a chance they would use the tag on him? And then also, do you think it actually would be an insult if they did? Hmm. Um, I, I don't think it's an insult, but I think, you know, well, I guess it technically would be an insult. And, and John, thank you so much for the super chat. When we say insult, you know, basically what you're saying is, OK, we don't feel like you're good enough to get the contract that you think you deserve. So we're just going to tie you up for at least one year, possibly two years with the franchise tag. You're basically saying this is a player that's top three at their position. That's what the whole purpose of the franchise tag. You know, you the cap hit, it's fully guaranteed for that player. And it's averaged out over the top three or top five players at that position, the highest paid players at that position, right? So 
that's kind of how that falls into place. I don't know if it's as much an insult as it is just aggravating for a player that they don't get the money that they feel like they deserve. And, and really the franchise tag to me confirms that the team knows they're worth that too. Right. So that's kind of what Tick Tay off was. He was looking for a contract and his words, not mine. He said, Goody said, well, let's see it for one more year. And Tay was like, Oh yeah, I'm out yeah. of here then. And he yeah, if, if, if you're doing it to love, I feel like it kind of delays the inevitable. Like we're going to have to pay him at some point. Why, why are we still hanging around with, uh, with that, okay, 43 sounds a lot better. I was hopeful with 28. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would be awesome, right? But uh, so this is, according to Spotrack, they've got a thing where they do market value, right? And you can see, I, I apologize for the screenshot being a little wonky. There's nothing I can do about I've got this real wide screen just so you guys know. The screenshots on this wide screen is trying to do a different resolution than we're actually broadcasting in, so it makes stuff a little wonky. But anyway, they took the players that are most comparable to Jordan Love. Oh, by the way, there's a chance that Jordan Love could – reset Justin Herbert's rookie record. I think he his rookie year, he had 32, and it's technically a first-year starter record, I guess you could say. I think he had 32 passing touchdowns. There's a chance that Jordan Love can pass that up. So obviously not a rookie, a little bit different scenario, but I thought that was a cool comparison for first-year quarterbacks. But they compare Jordan Love to other quarterbacks with similar pro productivity and age across the league. Justin Herbert's one, right? He got five years. What was it five years? Two hundred sixty-two million dollars. He was twenty-five when he signed it. Sam Darnold got a one-year deal at four and a half million. You got Baker Mayfield got a one-year deal at four million, and of course Sam Darnold's twenty-five years old. Baker Mayfield's twenty-seven, and then Josh Allen with the big money, six-year deal, two hundred fifty-six million. He was twenty-five years old. So all those average out to uh, a contract length of three point three years at one hundred thirty-two point two million. 40.6 million at an average age of 25.5 million. So what Spotrack comes up with here, I guess with inflation as well, you know what I mean? The more time goes on, the more that's going to go up. They're saying a four-year deal worth an average of 43 million per. And now here's the, here's what Emilio's talking about too. And it's kind of like what they did with, with uh, Patrick Mahomes is they gave him like a 10 year deal. Mm -hmm. So they have all of that structure to move that money around. Right. Yeah. And what, what I mean by that is, at any point, you can convert some to the back. You can pull it up to the front to make it fit your cap needs, and the and the money's only going to go up, right? Yeah. As on. So, so imagine if you do lock them up. Say if screaming deal, lock them up for a ten year, four hundred million dollar contract, and call it a day. W would that be you know? Would that be possible? I don't know. Um, but he's going to get paid. So we're going to have to figure out something. Russ is going to have to start uh, cooking there in the, in the, uh, he is. finance book. He might want to call our government and figure out how to finagle this money around like they do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they seem to be pros at it. Yeah. So that's what Spotrack says in that regard. Okay. United Bates says Jordan already has a contract technically through next year though. Right now. I think we will renegotiate this off season, but I don't see people like Dylan or love trying to take us to the house. I completely agree, Bates. I hope that's just not me being a fair weather fan, not a fair weather fan, a homer, I should say, and uh, and just hoping that that's the case, right? He's, you know, he he deserves every dime he can get, but Jordan does come across like he's not the type of player to, to want to absolutely break the bank. And and here's the thing: the quicker you offer it to him, the more likely he is to be like, all right, man, they're trying to do right by me. Let's let me do right by them too. Mm -hmm. um, now. There is, to the best of my knowledge, this is from Rob Domofsky. Jason Wilde confirmed it. I heard a couple other people talk about it. I'm almost 100% positive they cannot re they cannot extend his contract until May because there's a rule in place with the CBA and the NFL specifically that you can only sign one extension per calendar year. And, of course, he signed this new deal, this two-year deal, or this one-year extension, making it a two-year deal right. last May. So, um, yeah, so technically, Bates, he's under contract track through 2024. So let's say – Worst case scenario, and I hate, to, I hate to even think like this, but we're going to go there. Let's say Jordan Love says, no, I want to be the highest paid quarterback in the league, right? Technically, the Packers have him under contract for next year, and that's where if you go to the negotiating table in May, you've really got an advantage because it's like, look, man, you could get hurt and your career be over. Right. This is not trying to be negative. That's a, that's a real possibility. And all you're going to get is the guarantees you've got up to this point, and now you're back to square one. So any any amount of guarantee that you get at this point, and that's how you can lower the average 
the average cost per year and control the cap hit a little more specifically is if you offer more guaranteed money than maybe some of these other guys got, right? Not Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's the only player in NFL history to get a fully guaranteed contract, and I'm pretty sure Cleveland regrets that. I'm pretty sure the NFL in general regrets that. They were so mad at the Haslam family, it's not even funny. But with all that being said, Bates, um, I think if you go to him earlier and try to get it done sooner rather than later, he would be willing to work with you, you know. Right. And uh, don't be afraid to throw that guaranteed money at him. And him and, looking at it like, okay, am I going to play in a risk? And what I was getting at, and I'll, I'll turn it back over to you there, Emilio. Um, let's say that he wants to play hardball and wants to be the highest paid. He's under contract through 2024. Then they can franchise tag him in 2025. Then they can franchise tag him in 2026. Long story short, you could do that two years in a row for the best of my knowledge, and then you're done with the franchise tag. You can't do it again. Long story short, the Packers have all of the leverage in this negotiation. To me, that's the perfect time as a business owner, and you want to you want to negotiate in good faith. Him knowing that his agent knows that he knows that. If you go to him and say, "Hey, man, let's get a long term deal done now," they're really going to appreciate that. So, yeah. anyway, go ahead, Emilio. What were you going to say, man? No, no, that that's exactly it. that's a great point because if he does, you know, like you said. Worst case scenario, we don't think that he's going to do that. If he really does play hardball two, three years down the line, um, you know, if, you know, what if we get a Super Bowl? What if something happens to Matt? You know, what there's so many things that can happen down, down, way down the line that he has no idea um, looking ahead. And coming into this year, he got some, he got some funds. You know, like you said, when he walks into that locker room and you got paid, it, you feel a little different. You got um, that, that chip's not on your shoulder. You walk in with your head held kind of high. So why not? If he's the guy, we know he's the guy. He balled out this year. He showed out. If he gets us to the playoffs, he whatever happens in the playoffs, kind of thing. Uh, why not next that next year? Bam, dude, we're paying you in the summer. Go go to Cali, hang out, throw throw some you know throw some deep balls to Romeo and everything, and then let's let's start up here in August and let's get after it because it's gonna be a good team if he gets paid and, and he's ready to ball out. Yeah, definitely. Carly, I see you having a conversation with Donovan, I believe it is, in the chat <laughs> yeah, about yeah. the contract. Just kind of fill us in on what you guys are talking about. And I've actually got Patrick Mahomes is uh, almost ready to pull up. Yeah, Donovan asked if there has ever been a quarterback in the history of the NFL that took a 10-year deal. And I said that um, I thought maybe Mahomes did, and a few other people chimed in say, saying, yes, Mahomes. And Donovan thought that was eight, but I wasn't sure. So that would be interesting to take a look at that. All right, so here it is. Um, it looks like that contract was signed in 2020, okay? So it was 2020. I think there might have been an extension signed too. I was trying to read through the fine print really quick. Yeah, contract terms, 10 years, $450 million was it. A signing bonus was only $10 million. Average salary, $45 million. So you could see it was, uh, it was a very team-friendly deal. I remember uh, Andrew Brandt, former Packers executive, talking about this a lot. And like make make no, you know, people see 10 year 450 million, they go, whoa, he broke the bank. That's no. not a good thing from a player standpoint. Typically, they want a shorter deal, right? Worth more money and more guaranteed money so they can take another bite at the apple sooner. This just this is confirmation that that Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys that's like, hey, let's do what's best for the team here. And you can see how it's structured too. On top of that, as well, even though it was a 10-year deal, there's actually two, maybe three years avoidable now two years two voidable years on the backside too what that means is at any point during this contract extension you know let's say they get to 2024 and they go we need some cap space pat okay got it what they can do the base salary is 8.6 million right the signing bonus is 6.1 the roster bonus is 34.9 what they can do in that scenario to free up cap and keep in mind his cap hit is 57.3 what they could do is take that money, the 8.6 million and the 34.9 in roster bonus, and they can convert that, not all of it, but a large chunk. It's I haven't seen a team do more than half of those numbers and convert them to signing bonus. So let's just keep it at half. Let's just say, you know, playing it safe here. You could take 4.3 million, let's just call it 4 million of the salary, and you could take, let's say, 15, 16 million. Okay. So $20 million, you convert it to signing bonus which basically you write a $20 million check and you hand it to Patrick Mahomes. It's money he's, he's going to be due anyway. The only That's the reason no player ever says no to adding voidable years under their contract because you're putting money in their pocket right now that wasn't guaranteed 
in, in, you know, basically in all reality. And then you could take that money over the rest of the, over the rest of the contract, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, and 33 with 32 and 33 being the voidable years. And you can spread that 20 million out however you want to over those years. And that's how you're allocating it. That's how you're accounting. You're balancing the books for cap hit. So that's the beautiful thing about having a long-term deal. Now the chiefs may look up and say, I like our cap situation. Let's just go ahead and absorb that $57.3 million cap hit this year. And then they can wait till next year to free it up. Right. And that goes on for my goodness, 10 years. Right. right. And the way the Packers like to float all that stuff, you would think that they would maybe be thinking about something like this. And it's not like it's just fresh out of the bag. It was done in 2020. It's 2023. Now we've kind of seen how it's progressed over a few years, see how, what they can do with fluctuating it. So I guess if we're, if we're looking at this, honestly, with, uh, with, you know, um, uh, money increasing and everything like that, we would be lucky if we probably snagged them up for, um, you know, 500 million for 10 years would be, you know, I would say, you know, a rough number. Uh, I don't think he's going to take 400. Like I said earlier, I don't think 400 is going to fly if Pat Mahomes got 450 for 10. So I think bare minimum, we'd probably be at 500 for 10 uh, for, for Jordan Love. Definitely. Hey, in the chat said, but we might be forced to pay him if the master plan doesn't work out. There's a lot of different angles that could unfold uh, throughout the next few years for sure. Number one Packer fan says, tell Jay Love to go the Brady route, take a little less, and let's invest in Super Bowls. The more you win, the more players will come. I know I'm dreaming, LOL. Yeah, it's funny. I, what you're saying, number one Packer fan, sounds great to me. Jordan hearing this, like, you better shut up. Yeah, right. It's funny how we're so quick to spend other people's money, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's see here. Steve in the chat said, love doesn't seem to be a greedy guy. Completely agree, Steve. And then uh, I like AFAM. You come back and say, listen, guys, we don't have all that money sitting around. We're just dairy. We're just a bunch right. of dairy farmers up there. That is true. Just a bunch Clayton, of did you see John Cron said? What's that? Um, Marjon Cron said, Favre did a 10-year deal for $100 million. God, it feels like it was forever ago. Oh, right? it's going full yeah. circle, like you said, Clayton. Yeah. It's always it's always full circle. It skipped Rogers, and now it's going to loop back around and hit love. Ten year deal coming our way. We're calling it now. <laughs> that is wild, man. That is absolutely wild. Ten years, a hundred million dollars. God, I, wouldn't it be awesome to get that deal done today? <laughs> right. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. But anyway, we got we got to play it anyway. Since uh, since A Fam said we're just a bunch of dairy farmers. John Deere Green On a hot summer night Hero Billy Bob loves Charlene Alright, hey Clayton, can I tell you a fun, just a really funny thing about farming simulators? Absolutely, let's hear it. So when I was sitting with my little one in the ER, like I brought some books, I bought some stuff, you know, we're waiting and and I'm like, all right, what can I download on my phone that we can like play that would be a safe game? And I'm like, yeah, farming simulator. Let's go. Let's do it. So I downloaded one and I tried to play it with him. And my little two-year-old was getting so mad because I could not steer the darn tractor the right way to actually harvest it because I've not played any of those darn games anymore. And I'm like, man, I really suck at this. So yeah. it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite the thing. It's got some skill to be able to drive a tractor in a straight line. So all you dairy farmers, hats off to you. Yeah. You need to... Uh... You need to tune in to AJ Dillon's Twitch channel. He'll show you exactly how to farm. That's, it. That's exactly it. The, the way to do it is to set the to set the harvester on autopilot and just try to come in there and just keep the keep the 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 bag truck just and just try to keep it straight as you can. But I know what you're saying, Carly. That is brutal to try to keep those things straight. And then you look back and it's like, man, that was a wavy line. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Doug Pointer in the chat said, "The more Super Bowls, the more the endorsement money. A new State Farm millionaire. There you go." Getting that discount double check in what's there. He right? gonna, what's he gonna have instead of the belt? What are, what are, what's Love's move gonna yeah, be? Yeah, throw it up here, man. Right, the the heart. All day long. All day long. Come on, man. Right here. Put it right here. Yeah, <laughs> I love his demeanor, man. Watching him and and Aaron Jones on New Year's after that oh, game yeah. with the hat on and everything. He's just like, man, Aaron Jones is such a godsend, dude. I love that guy. I just, he's we're lucky. We are lucky to have a guy like that on our team. And beyond just his what he does on the football field, what he does off the football field, and how he carries himself, his demeanor, everything yeah. is family first for sure. 
Definitely. I want to take a second and thank BetUS for becoming the official sports book of Packers Total Access Live. If you guys want to support the channel for free, just click on the link in the description. That'll take you directly to BetUS. And by using that link, it attaches you to Packers Total Access Live and lets BetUS know that we sent, lets them know we sent you to them. That's hard to say. And, uh, mm-hmm. and again, you can you can set up your account for free. If you like to put a little action on the game, they get some awesome prop bets. You can put as little as like $5 on a bet. Uh, obviously, like we always say, gamble responsibly. Never bet a single dime that you can't afford to lose. But uh, I know last week one of the lines we mentioned, PFF, had it listed. It moved from two down to one and a half, and then by the time the game got here against Minnesota, the line was at plus one Green Bay. Before we wrapped up, I said, man, I'm feeling good about that plus one Green Bay. If you had took that bet on BetUS, you were, that game was a lot, a lot more enjoyable because there was not any point during that game where you were worried about that plus one. <laughs> but again, that is BetUS, the official sports book of Packers Total Access Live and America's favorite sports book, celebrating their 30th year in business. We appreciate them jumping on board with us. Let's see what Aaron Rodgers had to say on the McAfee show talking about the Packers. Guys, listen to me. There's an F bomb in here, and I don't have the time to edit it out. So if you got little ones around, be ready to mute it, okay? It's when Pat talks in the middle of it. Of course, Pat being the knucklehead, he's going to drop the F-bomb. But just be prepared for it. There might be some other language. So if you want to fast forward ahead, if you're watching this later or if you're listening on the pod, you don't want to hear it, I apologize in advance, okay? So just be ready, be prepared. But I thought it was cool to hear from Aaron Rodgers talking about the Packers. And hearing him still refer to the Packers as us is pretty darn cool. But here's uh, here's 12 or now number eight um, in your programs there in Jersey even though he's not on the field. But here he is talking about the Packers, talking about Jordan. You didn't mention at all the big GB win Sunday night. Oh, it was Just, huge. Ecstatic. Hey, hey, hey. a little bit? No, well, still, still got more to do. I'm, Bears have been playing very well yeah. these last couple weeks. So, But, hey, every, everything you want. You know, got one more to get into the dance at home. Jordan Love has played incredible down the stretch here. Absolutely incredible. He's been really fun to watch, especially with guys being hurt. I'm just I'm worried about the defense still, Aaron. I think that's kind of just just the way it goes. But hey, beat the Bears and you're in the dance. That's all you can ask for. Definitely, the young guys have played really well, and Jordan's been uh, excellent. He made like four or five pretty incredible throws uh, the other night. Um, so one more game to go. It's uh, the Super Bowl for the Bears just about every year because they haven't haven't in the playoffs. Oh yeah, Bears are well, that long. So. <laughs> This is their Super Bowl. It's been – we've won uh, – what have we won? Matt's never lost to him, I don't think. It's like nine in a row. Zito? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Zito, is uh, Matt LaFleur – That was a rhetorical That was a rhetorical yeah. question. It's, it's at least nine in a row. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> he knew, by the way. He had yep. the stat. 18, we got beat by him there when Joe Philbin was the coach. We beat him earlier, so it's definitely nine in a row. Um, Do you think – is it a rivalry anymore? Oh, jeez. It's <laughs> a fair question. You. It's a fair jeez. question. If they can't beat us, is it a rivalry? Yeah, you're like bug windshield type thing. We're going to run into each other, but really. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's what you're saying here in this entire conversation? I mean, every coach that gets hired in Chicago, his first goal is to beat Green Bay. It's been rough the last 30-plus years. And now, you know, I think there was a lot of people like, all right, Barb's out of here. This young kid ain't getting worth a shit. And then, like, you know, we had our run. And then, okay, the old guy's out of here. This young kid's thinking he's worth a shit. And they're like, oh, shit. Jordan Love's pretty damn good. Yeah, week one was, there's another was one. ugly. There's another one. Oh, no. there's a, They got another one over there in that tiny little town. Because remember, uh-huh. if I go back to learning about this rivalry that you held in such high regard, I think you talked to Justin Fields about him holding it in high regard. Same thing with Jordan Love. You're like, it's the big city taking on Little Green Bay, have played against each other for a long time. That's why whenever, you know, you're telling people that – you're their fucking landlord mm-hmm. and everything because you appreciated the rivalry. That's an old school one. This week, everything's on the line. That's right. It's always blood ball, baby. And you said it's uh, Chicago Super Bowl. <laughs> it is blood ball. You're right. It is blood ball. It, they've been playing their best ball. They have been. Uh-huh. Chicago they, coming in a Super Bowl. They, they, got, they got a couple people I really love on that team. I mean, besides Getsy, who's, you know, a, a great friend. But Big Dog is there. Mm-hmm. And he got a touchdown recently. Yep. And Lucas Patrick, you know, I love EQ as well. EQ's there. Lucas Patrick, you know, who's playing center for him, awesome guy. But um, 
I think it's going to be a good day for the G&G. Hell yeah. Hopefully, hey, Jair, Al- hey. Hopefully Jair Alexander <laughs> just makes himself captain again. That was awesome. <laughs> it's a big one. Coach didn't know I want to play in the playoffs too, so. Boys have my back. But guys have my back. I'm from Charlotte. He said, yeah, dude, call it. You want to. He won a coin toss. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Anyway, the guys got my back. They guys, are- I'm from Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, he's from Charlotte. Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, get out there. Go, go be captain. That's hilarious. Carly, what's your take on that outside of the language? I apologize. But uh, what do you think of Aaron? I, I love love him just kind of picking at the Bears a little bit. I thought it was it was just it's fun. It's fun to see him because I know I know people are like, all right, stop talking about Aaron Rodgers. He's not on the team anymore, all this and that. But especially for I guess for me, who I grew up during the time of I was the Aaron Rodgers reign practically. I was just starting to get into football when Farb was was heading out. It's like you can't you can't not talk about it or not think about it. And so to know that he's still kind of like rooting for, you know, rooting for the green and gold and um, rooting for love and still has such part of his heart with him. is just, it's, I feel like it's healing. It like makes the, that impact of him being gone, like less painful and less, you know, it's just, it's cool. It's cool to see that still part of him is with, with Green Bay. Definitely. Drew yeah. D in the chat said, Roger seems sad that he's not in Green Bay anymore. To be honest, to me, he seems sad when he came out of the darkness retreat and found out that they were shopping. Like, I know that's that's a very I'm in the minority with that opinion. That's the way I seen the whole thing unfold. I know there's some people that are still convinced that he retired. He didn't say he retired. He went in the darkness retreat, said he was ninety like ninety percent sure he was going to retire, and then he said, "I don't know." In there, something changed. He said, "I imagine myself without football and with football, and I decided I want to play." Then he got out and seen the text messages that they were shopping him around mm-hmm. trying to trade him. So that's not to try to grill Goody or anything. It's just that's how everything unfolded. The, the whole problem with the Rodgers thing is people had people were dug in on their side. They were going to hear it the way they wanted to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. But, and, uh, I mean, I, I, like, I agree, though, Drew. I think he is sad. Go ahead, though. Still love, still love Rodgers. How, how can you not, honestly? Like, he, he spent his young – he spent from a baby being born to beyond driving a car in Green yeah. Bay playing for this team my entire life. So how can, how can you not be attached to something like that? We we've learned from them, you know, you, when you're explaining a game, Oh no, no, we're, this is what we're bred for. You know, fourth, fourth quarter, a minute left. They already scored. Perfect. This is why Rogers get paid the big bucks. This is why, you know, we have that man and we have had ups and downs and absolutely great memories. So how, how are we upset about him? um, You know, cheering on the team that he lived, you know, it's like it's like you leaving home after you grow up, and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna cheer on my home, but it's like everyone wants you to hate your home after you leave. It's like, what are we doing here? I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, United Bates says it seems I may disagree with some, but I still love listening to Aaron. He still goes to bat for Green Bay every week mm-hmm. on uh, Pat McAfee show. It's yeah. so true, man. It's so true. I think everybody expected him to go on there and dog him, and he, in my opinion, he took the high road. He actually praised Goody a little bit too. You know, mm-hmm. on his way, I was like, listen, he, he said, listen, he told his side of the story. And he said, look, that's business. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'll be back as soon as my career is over. I'm going to come back to Green Bay and, you know, do right. the whole ceremony and everything. I look forward to that. I, that's one game I want to make sure I'm at because I was blessed enough to be there when they retired Reggie Watts jersey or, you know what I mean, his number and, and put his name on the facade. I was there and got to meet his widow and his son and all that stuff. It was it was an awesome time. I was there when Favre. Eclipse 50,000 passing yards. That was really cool. That was against the Browns, I think, that game. I got to see Aaron's first start at Lambeau. Um, that was cool. So I definitely want to be there in the house whenever they bring him back. And um, I don't know. It's just – listen, this this breakup was nowhere near as bad as Favre's. <laughs> and we welcome Favre back, right? So right. We're, we're good. But, yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to add to that before we move on? No? Love it. <laughs> I just want to add, I got to see Far or to Rogers' last winning game in Lambo, which I wish it hadn't been his last game to win, but I was there to see it, so that was kind of cool. See, that's awesome. Yeah, those those memories, those moments are what it's all about, man. What it's all about. Just like Doug agrees. Doug said, "Agree with Bates. Uh, Twelve might be the most intelligent player I've ever heard expound on things aside from football, other than Robert Smith, who is a mathematics major at Ohio State." Um, the thing about Aaron, and I've said it all along. To me, it's the equivalent. It's the equivalent to, uh, you know, the fact that they've got a show every week where he gets to speak. You're getting to hear from one of the all-time greats. 
his, about his preparation, his mindset, cut up too. You get to see the personality side. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they had on film a weekly recording of Bart Starr every single week. You know how cool that would be, right? Like, and and that's stuff that we'll never have access to. Um, the fact that they're doing that, I think, is awesome. I love that it's it's laid back. I know the language gets bad sometimes, and and people don't like their political stances. I get it. I understand, but um, I just love that they're in there cutting up, having a good time, and just talking ball. But, right? Because um, wh- why why did we have to look in the rear view all the time? In five years, when we're looking back on some of these videos of, of Rogers, we're gonna be like, man, we miss Rogers. That was a great time. Love is awesome right now. He's tearing it up. But we had such an amazing time with Rogers. And all those little snippets, snippets in time. At that point, he's probably going to be on the PGA Tour or something like that. I don't, you know, commentating. Who knows? But it's we've got to we've got to be happy with the time that we had with him and the memories that we have uh, moving forward. I don't, you know, I don't know why we got a dog on all that. Yeah, for sure. Greg Janikowski in the chat said maybe AR12 learned something from Bart Starr on he was loved by Packer fans. I know Bart and Aaron were pretty close when, when Aaron first got there and, and Bart was still in decent health. I know Bart and Brett were real close as well. Bart Starr and his wife, uh, mm-hmm. I think, it's, is it Sherry or Cherry? I can't remember how it's pronounced. But the stuff that they've done there in Green Bay and they made Green Bay their home and everything is just right. absolutely. Like you said, imagine imagine if it was when he was, you know, a player and then he goes on to be the coach and then he goes on to, you know, you know befriend, um, you know, Favre and Rodgers and all that all of that time of just learning and then being able to jump back. It's, you know, you have no idea the amount of uh, material there. Yeah. I'm over here texting Mandy going, please put the dogs inside. They're barking like crazy. You know what she texts me back? Would you like a Al Harris autograph jersey? <laughs> <laughs> you Christine auction spending money right now. I'm like, oh, the yes, dogs are right here. Yes, Mandy. Lincoln, 105 pounds out here going, and she's going, hey, you want, me, you, want, you want Al Harris jersey? Please, for God's sakes, let me finish this show, Mandy. I know you're watching downstairs. The answer is yes, though, Mandy. He does. He would like that. I would like the jersey, but I'd also like to stop spending money. <laughs> anyway, Donovan said, here, let Mandy know this. I'll take two. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. All right. I'm going to save the Tucker Craft and the Young uh, Weaponry talk for tomorrow morning for Good Morning Lambo, We got 160 people watching live. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us. I don't know why y'all waste your time on this stupid little show. Right here underneath Carly. Means, means the world to us. If you guys would, let's see if we can get 160 likes on this video. That would help boost the algorithm and help other Packer fans find this channel, find this content. We, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us for sure. Um, let's go around the horn. Carly, anything else you wanted to talk about? This is usually when the show gets good, I ask you that, and you got a, just a phenomenal question that leads to a good conversation. You got anything before we wrap up? Sorry, I got to let you down on this one. I got to make some toast for a little kiddo that's having a hard time going to sleep. <laughs> I have a piece of toast, Mandy, if you're watching. Yeah. No. Bring the Two dogs in. A little time. bit of jelly, a little bit of butter. Come right to bed. Come on. I'm like an eight-year-old at heart, dude. Yeah. Anyway, Emilio, what do you got, buddy? Uh, Like we talked about, Jordan Love is the man. We've been uh, very lucky that it's come to that. We haven't had to go through three years of up and downs like the Bears. Uh, We've, you know, he got all that hammered out in practice and the few games that everyone wanted to replace him with Sean Clifford. And then after that, he just, uh, he started going on a tear and everyone that wanted Sean Clifford in there loves Jordan Love now. And I'm glad that everybody's on the same boat. We'll uh, we'll just go ahead uh, off into the Atlantic with uh, with that ship of uh, Jordan Love is the man, and we're gonna pay him soon. Hopefully, it doesn't break the bank, and this team goes and takes it to the Bears, and we're just gonna uh, continue to be, as Roger said, their landlord. And I'm fine with that. I would be complete. We we're gonna need a couple more farm fields eventually. The water, sure. you know, the you know. Moist land over there next to the lake. We'll take that for sure. We'll go ahead and uh, turn that into a little bit more farming territory. There you go. Put your straw hat on. Keep gearing it up. AFAM in the chat said, Omer had too much sparkling grape on on uh, sparkling grape soda on New Year's. Omer hit New Year's before we were even before we were even there. Oh. My man was partying. No doubt about it. Matter, matter of fact, we got footage of Omer. On New Year's oh, Eve. Oh, you did? Oh, I can't wait yeah. to see this. We'll see. Yeah, here it is. Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
That was him right there. Happy New Year. That's all he was saying right there. That's all he was saying. We got footage of me on New Year's down there in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I tried this one chili and it set my mouth on fire and I had to drink a two liter of Mountain Dew. <laughs> God, I love, my IQ goes down like five points every time I hear that guy talk. Whoa. All right, we're out of here, guys. We're doing nothing productive now. We'll be back in the morning to uh, to give you guys any any news, any updates that might drop overnight. And then also we will hit on a little Tucker Craft and some young uh, young weapons there in Green Bay. Jaden Reed having one of his best game, I guess his best game of his career, right? Two touchdowns, graded out in the 90s and PFF. We'll mm-hmm. talk about all that. Tucker Craft yet to have a drop this season. Pretty cool. There's only three tight ends in the entire NFL that's had at least 30 targets and no drops. Tucker Craft's one of those. So I feel real comfortable saying that's tight end one, even when Musgrave's healthy. But, man, getting a healthy Musgrave back, 12 personnel looking bright for the right. future. Sure. And Oh, before we go, Clayton, I was re-watching the tape there. Did you see on the first drive we went four four by one? We no. went four, you didn't see that on the first drive? We went three and out. It, okay. it, doesn't, it doesn't stick out to me. but yeah. Right, yeah, we went four wide, and I, I took a second take. I said, what? We, we went quad. I like you to know see what the that. personnel was? Was it 11 personnel? I didn't. I'll have to go back and check it. It was on the first drive again, so I'll, I'll hop back on there and if check it. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Remember the play that we gave up a huge play there a couple weeks ago where I said they were quads and then they shifted back to three by two. So many times throughout the season, you'll see teams, they'll get a look from another team and they go, write that down. Yes. (laughs) And they'll go do it themselves, right? So same like same like when the defense got burned on that double post and then we got burned on it again against Carolina. So the I I think Matt's Matt's diving into that book. We know what worked against the Bears. I think he's going to dive back into that. And with the offense excelling and actually, you know, doesn't really matter who we're throwing in there right now. We're getting production. Romeo had a couple drops, but going back to watch the tape, some of those he readjusted to were crazy. And the, you know, the the two the two hard drops he had were extremely tough catches. So I'm not I'm not mad about it. And the dude is steady, Eddie, quiet, keeps his head down, and shows up to work every day. That's somebody you hire immediately that doesn't complain that doesn't yeah. i mean when have we seen him on the you know the knock on wood the list or whatever it's my man yeah. is is a grinder so that's uh it's awesome to see that this young team is working with whatever pieces we're, we're throwing in there and that uh, they're growing together man and you got to give matt lafleur credit man the, the way he's patched this thing together is just absolutely phenomenal absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal. so yep Again, if you guys would, on the way out, hit that like button for us so other Packer fans can find this content, find this channel. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Drew D says, great show. Thanks for making my morning and my night. Hard to have a bad day with PTA around. We appreciate you, Drew. uh, You've been a loyal listener for a long time, and uh, it means the world to us, buddy. It was so cool getting to meet you up in Green Bay, too, man. And Mandy said the feeling was mutual, the comment you made about her, man. She uh, she thought you were awesome, too. It was cool. We got together with. With Drew, we met him out there right before we went to our tailgate party. We had uh, Jacob with us from Packernet Podcast. We had Justin from Packernet Podcast. His wife, Nicole, was with us. We had one of the listeners actually won a ticket to Monday Night Football. That was uh, Seth. And uh, we all just went in there, hung out, and ate some good food before pregame. It was was a lot of fun. Amelia, I was going to ask you, too, if you're free this weekend. I don't know if you are. Don't feel pressured but if you want to come be in studio sunday for the post game show we could watch the game here in the studio and then we could do a post game show live and if we, you can no pressure you need to i think i'm traveling back up to to yeah. see family but but if we win and we make our way to the next stage we then could maybe talk about something going ooh, on ooh, i like it ooh, ooh. that would be even better that That's would great. be a good time so yeah, I'm I'm 100 down. We we definitely gonna make that happen. But um, uh, I'll be out of town. But if we if we make it happen uh, this weekend, I am 100 down to scurry up there and uh, nice. and uh, get a good show together. There it is. Then if we can win this week and get in the playoffs next week, we'll do a live post game show Ooh. right here. Steven, the chat said this right here. I won't even read the comment. I'll just play. Oh, all right, there you go, guys. We're out of here. We appreciate y'all putting up with our nonsense. I think we had a record crowd for uh, what night of the week it is. What is tonight? Is it a Tuesday? I think yeah, so. Have, have that many people in there on a Tuesday. You guys are awesome. Looking forward to Good Morning Lambo tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Tim may return. I don't know. He's been pretty bad under the weather. So everybody yeah. say a quick prayer for Tim and the, and the family. They got a little bug running through the house. Also, Jake Shavink from the It's Always Draft Season podcast here on the Packernet Podcast Network, battling a little COVID there in their house. So say everybody. A prayer for them. 
Hope get well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So appreciate y'all. Carly, thank you for joining us. It's always a blast having you in here, adding a little more yeah, intelligence you. to the show. It was so cool getting to meet Chris. Yes. Uh, during the uh during the post-game show. That was awesome. Um, you definitely got you a winner there. That dude is uh he seems like the real deal. I like him a lot. So mm-hmm. anyway, appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good night. Um, we'll see you in the morning. Want to give a special thanks to John Schmidt becoming a new member of the PTA Posse and also John Schmidt with the Super Chat. Appreciate you supporting the stream, buddy. Uh, for those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go, Pat, go. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the with the linebacker. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. YN has the linebacker taken out. He cuts inside. The YN has the linebacker in. He comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley. 